1: Hello, everyone. We are back, and I'm so excited to be here. Um, I'm Ambrosia Matthews. Welcome. And with me (laughs) is my beautiful co-host, Alexa Hauser. Oh,
0: thank you. Welcome. (laughs) Welcome. Welcome. I'm like
1: super spiritual today. You are.
0: You totally are. Your hair is it's my lion hair. It's your spiritual hair. Spiritual lion hair.
1: I like it. If you guys don't see us, you should check us out on YouTube because by the time this is released on YouTube you'll see us.
0: By the time this is released, maybe Just ignore that. Let's just move (laughs) past. We're working on some video elements of this podcast, Um, so hopefully by the time this comes out, you guys can check us out on YouTube. I think that's what Namby was getting at. Um, Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. And uh, yeah, and we are very excited today because we are not alone. We have a special guest with us, Haley Warner, aka Healing Haley. Healing Haley offers Ayurvedic holistic health counseling for people living in the 21st century. She offers practical preventative care that increases energy, immunity, and vitality. Hi, Haley. Welcome to Inner Bloom.
2: Hi. Thanks for having me. (laughs)
0: Absolutely. It's such a pleasure. Um, You and I actually know each other because you work at the Healing Arts Collective in Philadelphia where I do my tapping circles.
2: Yeah. Totally. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Me. yeah I've been there for a while now. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty crazy.
0: It's an awesome space, actually. Um, you know, what's really funny about the about HAC is that like a year before I think I even started doing tapping, but I was like really into spirituality, I would walk by it. And every time I just look at it and be like, What's in there? <laughs> like I kept getting this feeling like, What's in there? And now, you know, I'm in there once a month with you and Adrian, and it's a beautiful space. And if anybody's in the Philadelphia area, you absolutely should check it out. They have so many amazing events and uh, offerings, including Haley, right?
2: Yeah. And it's really funny you say that because that's actually the story that I hear most often. It's like, I've walked by this a million times and it was so intriguing, but I never went in. And then they come in and they're like, oh my God, everything is here that I need. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, we've just been sitting here waiting for you. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I love how
0: it works like that too. Um, It's it's so interesting when you realize later that your intuition was like, go in there, but you just thought Mm -hmm. you were just staring at a place over and over again for no reason um so yeah well Haley why don't you give us a bit about your background and you know like what your life has been like up until
2: this point yeah so um I'm gonna stick to the wellness stuff I guess (laughs) I went to college for dance and I'm primarily an artist and that like I mean questioning on um like the artistic process and the ways that you continue to question, you continue to find more questions and maybe a few answers. And then just more questions also brought me into like a wellness sphere. And I did a yoga teacher training, um, to try to find some financial stability with also being a dancer. Um, I don't know why I thought yoga would be that realm, but you know, it's, it seemed to be okay. Um, And from there, I just was really disinterested in, like, the public yoga classes because it felt so much like spiritual materialism and just not wanting to dive into the, like, deeper parts of the work. So I started to learn more about trauma sensitivity, and I actually teach Mm -hmm. in um, a lot of recovery centers and reentry centers through Transformation Yoga Project, which I totally love. Um, and in that realm and in that world of being with different types of populations of people who are coming into healing from a lot of different perspectives, I was like, wow, you know, preventative health is so incredibly important. And like most of the things that ALS, as we get older are things that we could have shifted if we had only had wow. the information and knew how to, um, so I was like, well, hmm, I kind of want to do this. So I was looking into it, trying to find like a counselor to go to. And I was like, oh my God, this shit is so expensive. Like who can afford this? And it's mostly like people who are already really sick and they're like pretty desperate. They're like literally anything, please. Um, and then they pay a ton of money to learn how to prevent it or to like dial it back. And I was like, well, I kind of want to learn this to make it more accessible to the people around me, the artist populations, the millennials, the people who are, maybe not as economically advantaged um, and offer like a sliding scale with that. And so I studied in New York with Dr. Nina Maribelia at Ayurveda's World. And she's like freaking incredible. She's um, like a 70-ish year old woman who's from India and worked in the Ayurvedic hospital in Bombay for like 20 years before coming to the States to try to offer this out to more people. Mm. Um, Because unfortunately, through the effects of colonization, like Western medicine has really taken over universally. Mm. (laughs) And so people aren't that interested in continuing the practices that were like born and raised, obviously, in India. Um, not to say that nobody is there, there are still really (laughs) incredible healers there. Um, but I went to study through her because I really wanted to study from a woman of color who's been seeped in this practice from like the day she was born. Um, and with that information now I'm offering this out to more people who like want to be able to take care of themselves and not have crazy medical bills and feel better in their bodies and ultimately, have the knowledge for themselves to learn how to balance, um, you know, life (laughs) before it becomes a symptom. And Ayurveda, I found to be a really effective way to do that. And, you know, it kind of becomes intuitive. Like most of the stuff I'm going to talk to you about, you probably already do it. It's just like being aware of how it's helping you so that when you do go out of balance, you can be like, Oh Yeah. That you know that thing, Mm -hmm. that activity, that food, like oh, that would bring me back into better balance, and you know before you get sick, before you get angry, before like X, Y, and Z. (laughs) So yeah, that's kind of like the brief brief history of Haley. (laughs) (laughs) The the history of Haley, (laughs) right.
0: Beautiful, I love it. Well, yeah, I'm when we um, connected. Uh, we connected after mm-hmm. one of my tapping circles, and you were talking about that you were doing this. I was like, oh my gosh, like we're so interested in this because I don't know who it was, but someone else had been into we. I don't know. Andy and I have talked about Ayurveda before, and we were just really interested in like mm-hmm. learning more about it because it's so interesting. Yeah. And you know, I think we both are. I don't know. I like to, (laughs) I personally like to be as natural as I can, but I also know that, you know, I don't, sometimes it's overwhelming because I don't really know exactly all about it. But it's, so it's almost like I cut myself off in certain ways from the knowledge. And so I really, I really appreciate this opportunity to just, like, learn more. That's what I've been all about recently. I'm like, just teach me, people. I just need to learn. So I'm happy That's that you're good. here. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, what do you – What would you say, Ambi?
1: I said to help us learn. To help us learn. <laughs>
0: um, so I guess it would be great to start with, you know, what do you feel like – can you tell us just to begin with, what is Ayurveda for people who don't know?
2: Yeah. So Ayurveda literally translate to life science. Um, and so the way that I like to explain it to people that I feel is a little bit more accessible is healing through your five senses. Um, so you're, you know, seeing what colors you're around, the smell, what you're cooking with, touch with like self-touch and self-massage taste, obviously with foods. And then like, what are you listening to? What are you telling yourself? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And then the way that we kind of navigate that is through the five senses. So all of our bodies, all of our activities, all of our foods, even like our animals are made up of a really unique combination of, you know, earth, wind, fire, air, space, water. (laughs) And once you can figure out what your own like balance of that is, like what you have the most of what you have the least of then you can um, start to bring yourself back into balance using your capacity to, you know, interact with the world, which is your five senses. So that's my like, briefer way to try to like touch on all of it.
1: I like it has that to do with the
2: elements and it has to do with your senses.
1: <laughs> that's cool.'ve I've had it explained to me before and even when people try to like summarize it, I'm kind of like okay, well that's cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that's a really good summation of it. I really like the the way you said it. Bringing in all your five senses, it's nice. And
0: and like the way you're talking about how each one of us, every being, is made up of a different combination of those elements. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that, mm-hmm. but I guess I never yeah. think about that. Um, yeah. And yeah. then it's different for everyone, you know.
2: It's interesting because I've been seeing a lot of parallels between that and also astrology. So I feel mm, like wow, a lot of people. You kind of have a brief understanding of astrology, or maybe it's a little bit more common than like the doshas. But like I'm an Aries and I'm a Pitta Kapha, so I'm like fiery and stubborn, you know, like I'm fire and earth, like yeah. primarily, yeah. Um, whereas like my sister is an Aquarius and she's very like air and space and then maybe water after. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, so yeah. that might be like an entryway for some people if they have more of a body of knowledge around that to be like, oh, like what are the elements that are associated with the astrology signs? Oh, that gosh, makes a little bit more scary. sense, and it's not always like a hundred percent on the nose with yeah. that, but it is an entry point <laughs> for some people.
0: So, like, if I'm, by the way, guys, I just realized I have not been recording video this entire time. Is Excellent. it okay if I? Say,
1: you will not Haley. see this on YouTube.
0: <laughs> Haley, is it? I didn't even ask you. Is it okay if we
2: record this?
1: Yeah, I guess so. I put on <laughs> Okay. Great. <laughs> great. You're like, I awesome. thought we already were. Yep. But yeah. yeah. I know. I know.
0: But then I realized I didn't get consent and I'm just trying to do this right, guys. Um, That's so okay. nice, Alexa. That's <laughs> no, really
1: so good. Considerate. Okay.
0: So going back to – so I think well, – I'm a Taurus, right? So I'm an earth sign, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So what does that mean for me?
2: um so there's a whole lot more that goes into it for me to be That's really a able to question like, yeah <laughs> what does so this mean Haley? my initial consultation is usually like an hour 15 and an hour oh, okay. to an hour oh, and a half wow. to figure out what your dosha is because okay. there's so much the astrology is just like a super light briefer way got it but taurus being an earth sign you're probably also pizza kapha maybe with a different um combination so a lot of times like preventative health and even like women's health, I find to be so, um, daunting in a lot of ways, because like most people I talk to, they're like, I'm having this thing going on. So I Googled it, you know, Especially women's health or preventative care, like what's the home remedy for X, Y, and Z. And there's so much information out there, um, that like to figure out your dosha, there's so many like little quizzes and things. And most of the time it actually tells you what your imbalance is, not what your dosha is. So your dosha is like, when you are the most in balance, this is the order of elements. And it has to do with like where you were born, your parents' genetics, your, um, like social environment, like all of these things play a factor into what your dosha is. Um, I've just seen a lot of parallels between astrology. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, but there's, there's so much that goes into it that, um, just a word to the wise or a word of warning. Like if you're going online to try to figure it out, know that what you're answering for these questions probably has to do with where you are presently. And it's probably going to point to where your imbalance is, mm-hmm. um, which is not a bad thing. It's just good to know like, okay, maybe I'm a little Vata right now because I feel a little crazy. So like I should stay away from like raw vegetables and like popcorn and like foods that are going to have a lot of air and space and head mm-hmm. towards like more grounding foods
1: um yeah, can, can you I ask-, ask you a question? Go really? ahead. Yeah. Yes. Grounding foods. This is very strange. Gr- <laughs> do you guys hear that?
0: Is do you have yeah. a monster trying to break into your room?
1: <laughs> we call him Oliver.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <It's> your son? <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Hold on. Hold on one second. I want to ask my question, but um, let me um, let him in. He um, can come um, on real fast. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> What, man? What do you want? Hey. Come here. Come say hi to everybody. Hi. 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 This <laughs> <Are you listening>? is <laughs> so cute. Hi, Ollie. Hi hi hi, hi. 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 Blow kisses. Can you blow kisses? Mm. Oh, that's nice. Okay, hey. buddy. All right. You're leaving. Go downstairs, okay? Go yeah. get your mama. I'll be right there. <laughs> I a cookie. You want a cookie? <laughs> so, I'm going to mute myself real fast. But my question is... Oh, I threw those cookies away, kiddo. Um, My question is, I genuinely dislike grounding foods. Isn't that weird? I can't stand them. Like potatoes, like anything really grounding, I don't care for. Yeah. And now I'm going to mute myself.
2: That's so common, actually, because um, usually (laughs) the food that's going to bring you into balance is the one that maybe you're not desiring the most until you Mm. have like reset your, um, it's called your Bodak Kapha, but it's like your saliva, your, your ability to crave and desire the things that are going to pull you back into balance. So that's why I say like, I'm specific for 21st century because like we have sugar addictions, we have. social media addictions. We have so many things that are going to pull us out of balance and confuse our natural instinct. And so we really have to like take a step back and like (laughs) detox and ground into like what's going to feel supportive for my body right now. Not necessarily like what's going to taste the best because our taste might Mm. be a little
1: bit. That's interesting.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Because if there's anybody that like needs to ground, I do a lot of energy work. I need to ground more, but like, it's forcing myself to eat these grounding foods that I'm just like, oh, I don't want to do this. So, and a way into <laughs> that really could also
2: be um, trying to do more grounding activities or grounding yeah. routines. And then that yeah. might start to reset a little bit in detox so that the grounding foods might feel more supportive. Or, like, finding grounding foods that don't taste as disgusting. Like, if you like avocados or bananas or beets or, like, anything that's literally growing under the ground. Like, it doesn't have to be a potato.
1: Okay. Have have I think just, like, potatoes and beets and, like, things like that. Um, I do have another question really quick, not to hijack the whole interview. Um, what about cravings? I literally crave not as much as I used to. But I crave sugar, or I used to crave sugar a lot. And now, like it's better because of Purium. I don't crave it as much. Um, but I'm just curious about that. Because I've talked to a lot of people that have the same cravings for sugar.
2: That's interesting. So what do you crave is actually the last question on my consultation form. <laughs> because it, it gets a little tricky with the 21st century, but a lot of the times the cravings point to where we are having an imbalance. So like sugar is a little bit tricky because it could just be like a sugar addiction and you're craving that, or it could be I'm craving sweetness and sweetness is earth energy, which is grounding. So you could just oh. be craving the thing that you think that you're not desiring, mm. but like even like having dark chocolate on your period, like you're losing earth and water, which is kapha, which is, you know, and so you want that thing and it's okay to have it. It's okay to give yourself that. So a lot of times like people on like raw food diets or salad diets or whatever. They're like, I crave carbs. I crave gluten. And I'm like, your body might actually need that. You might need something like sticky and viscous to like help pull Mm -hmm. yourself back to earth. Um, It's all about balance. Um, The word of the the week for me Balance.
0: Yeah, yeah. Literally, even just the interview before this, I was talking all about balance. Um, <laughs> and I love what you. I love what you. I just had my. I just had my moon, and <laughs> and um, and I. It's uh, interesting that you said like you're losing Earth. Like I never thought about that because it's. Um, yeah, you're losing so that. True. So that's why we crave those things. And I was eating a ton of dark chocolate this this time around. Like I was really craving that this time. Interesting.
2: Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Think about like what your body needs because of what it's getting rid of. Um, And sometimes like sweetness could just be like human connection or, you know, it doesn't Mm. always necessarily mean the taste. It could, you know, also mean the
1: taste. But I
2: tried it when I do my consultation. It's really tricky with our like Western colonized mindset to expand beyond um, just food and physical to like emotional and spiritual. So all of the questions I ask people are like, Oh, where do I feel compromised in my life? Well, my neck is kind of sore, you know, like X, Y, and Z physical things. And I'm like, but also like, where are you spending your energy? Where do you feel compromised? You know, where Mm -hmm. do you feel like you could be at 120%, but you're only functioning at 40. Um, and it's really like a, conscious shift of the mind to be like, oh, my whole life, all of the aspects of my life, not just how I'm physically interacting in the world, is a part of my health. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. And I'm not a therapist, you know, but it does like – But you're doing a great job. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's just like really got me analyzing my whole situation (laughs) over here. I'll tell
0: you. I have have something coming up, a question coming up right now because I feel like in my life – Well, I feel like we play through this podcast a little bit. Like we have fun and whatever. Like, But I feel like in my life I've always had this anxiety about play. Everything feels so serious to me, you know? Like I'm bringing more of it in, but even still it's like I keep getting this message just like play, play. And part of me is like I don't know how. Like I do know how to have fun. I guess I do know like when it's a structured activity like I'm going to a concert I really want to go to on Thursday night. Cool. Like Great. But it's just like sometimes I get this message, it's like, just like, just have fun. And I'm like – and I start freaking out. I'm like, I don't know how, how do to I do, do that. that. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know yeah. why I just got an intuition to ask about that. Are there foods or things you can do to lighten up? Like,
1: I would yeah, even go, a step, I would even go a step further really quick and say that like – because I was thinking about this too. Like I have a hard time just like letting go. And mm-hmm. our, like, play activity, the podcast, it's not – it's a business now. Yeah,
0: it's not very pl- – it's not – We don't know how to play. It's stressful you underneath.
1: We're, so. like, here we go. It's fun, but it's still, like, a business. So Worked, it's funny. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry, Haley. Go ahead. No,
2: play is something that is so close to my heart. <laughs> yeah. And play is, like, a mindset, really. It's, like, doing something for the pleasure of it and the discovery of it and not making it, um, something that's like working towards something larger, but just being, it's like really about being present. Um, and so like foods associated with that, I would probably say like Vata foods. Um, but I, you know, worry about offering that because if it's causing anxiety, anxiety is a lot of air and space. So you might just need to ground.
0: (laughs) What's an (laughs) example of a Vata food?
2: So lots of food with air and space would be, like, raw food, celery, crackers, popcorn, I even, a, like, lentils.
0: I literally saw popcorn in my head today. That was, and I was like, do I have any popcorn here? And I'm like, why am I thinking of popcorn? I haven't had popcorn in forever. And I was wow. like, that would just feel really good. And I, I don't have it here, but I was, like, about to go out and get it.
2: Yeah. That's so good. anything that literally has a lot of air and space inside of it. Greens, too, if you think about when you cook them, they, like, reduce in size because they hold a lot of air and space. Wow. Um but beyond food it's like uh play is so essential to being a human and we are trained out of it we're learned out of it as we get older because I- I'm going to get a little heady but honestly because of the like capitalist construct and mindset that we're set within mm-hmm. to work and gain and work and gain yeah. and we lose touch on how to spend time that's not working towards something that's not yeah. like future gaining um and it creates a lot of like lightness in your head and lightness in your heart when you just get to explore. And honestly, this is where my like artistic practice has gone. Um, I hold spaces for adults to literally play <laughs> with like movement or with paint or with like communication or acting or language, like just to like not work towards a piece, not show something to get feedback, but just to play with each other and collaborate. Um, and it's so freeing. Like, it's incredible um, what play can do (laughs) for yourself. (laughs) Totally.
0: But how do you get, like, it's like, how do you implement more of it when, like you said, you're so kind of trained and conditioned to always be doing something for something? It's like, Mm. I don't know. I I get moments of it, you know, like some – I walk dogs sometimes in my building and like even that is work, right? Even that is like a responsibility that I'm committing right. to. But it's like I feel like dogs really help me remember the moment. Like they help me remember, you know, and I get to be outside in the sun and I see kids running yeah. around. And So how do you implement more of that when, you know, you're so constantly thinking about the other?
2: Right. So I think um- – This balance again is going to be really important, and actually, a way to come out of the anxious vata and allow yourself to channel it more expressively, more creatively, is to give yourself routine, which is so incredibly difficult for like my generation of millennials or like most people who work I don't know four to eight jobs like and are (laughs) around, but to give yourself routine and to structure time to not do anything and to play like is a, is a way that I found into it. Um, because when we have a routine and our body has something reliable, like it doesn't have to be necessarily a work routine, but like an eating routine, a waking and sleeping routine. So our body's like, okay, I understand I get up at this time. I'm going to be fed. I'm going to be sustained at these times. I'm going to go to sleep at this time. That's enough for us to start to feel less anxious and more, balanced and then within that you can structure time for play you can be like okay so Sundays at two o'clock is my personal play time and whatever that means to me if that's like outside playing with the pups of my building if that means I'm painting if that means I'm like rolling around on the floor and just exploring the limits of my body right now Mm -hmm. like that's great you know (laughs) Um, but finding that balance, because when we get too much, I find this with my like artist creatives all the time. If we get too much in that, like creative spinning and there's no structure anymore and it's just kind of spiraling, it can cause so much anxiety and so Mm -hmm. much depression because it's too much like uncensored Vata. (laughs) And so giving yourself a little bit of like, okay, here and here and here, then your Vata has channels to flow through. It has ways to activate. That's going to be supportive. Ooh, yeah, that'd be my best advice. Yeah, that <laughs> really advice around play.
0: <laughs> that resonates with me for sure about like the um the routine because like I work from home, and like you said, I have like a lot of different things going on. So it's just kind of like I wake up essentially around the same time every day, and that's basically structured. But then the rest of the day is like. I just am like, oh, I'm hungry or, oh, I want to eat something. I just go – there's no real routine and structure. And you just made me think of when I was at my EFT practitioner training retreat, we had – it was 10 days in this house, this beautiful house, and we had like – Um, chefs in the house who were cooking like completely organic, um, just beautiful meals for us. And it was every day at the exact same time and we knew it was coming every day. And I kept telling people, I was like, wow, I never knew how much I stressed out over food, for example. Like I never knew how much I stressed out over just like thinking about when am I eating, what am I eating, all the questions. And I thought it was about what I was eating and about cooking it, but now you're kind of helping me realize that, like, knowing exactly when it was coming and when what part of my day that was, that almost gave me such an such a, a grounded way to like break up the day, and it just removed a whole element of anxiety for me and made me feel stable, you know, and because I felt so good at during that retreat. I mean, obviously a lot of other things were happening, but I just remember feeling so like so safe and like, so mm-hmm. like everything was okay. And so. Yeah.
2: yeah it kind of goes into like the, the instinct and the intuition of our bodies. Cause we are yes. still like animals that yeah. need food as sustenance. And so if every day we don't know when we're going to eat, like we know we're going to feed ourselves. Like that's yeah. not the question, but our bodies like, it could be at 10, it could be at four, it could be at three. Like yeah. I don't actually, and so there's a layer of like, anxiety that kind of exists in the, like, animalistic side of ourselves, oh, yeah. even though our, like, cognitive frontal cortex is like, you're going to eat, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: totally. It's like
1: yeah. it signals.
2: Yeah. What
1: about with, um, like, uh, you were talking about the sleep and wake cycle. So, for example, and I feel like a lot of people feel this way, but for example, I know for a fact my body does not like waking up at 6.30, doesn't like it. I It literally... I go into my closet and I sit down and I like meditate, which means I fall back asleep for like another 20 minutes. And then my son's like, I've got to go to school. Come on. And that's like this panic, right? Every day, every day. So, and I was just sitting here thinking about like, am I the only one that feels this way? No, other people have to get up and go to work. And there are days when if I sleep in even till seven, my day is better my time management skills are better. I don't have as much anxiety through the day. So what are your suggestions or questions as far as like relating it back to um, Ayurveda with that? Yeah. So when you wake
2: up at 7, is your son already at school? Yeah. And you actually get time for you in the morning? Yes. Yeah. So I think that's the thing to focus on. When you wake up at 6.30, you're tending to your son's needs and trying to get him out the door?
1: Yes. Trying to get him out. Th- well, he, m- that was the little one. The 14 year old is yep. the one that I wake up with in the morning. Right. But usually he wakes me up. So I wake up to this man. Cause he's giant over my bed and it scares me. So I've already uh-huh. woken up in like this scary situation. And then, um, yeah. yeah, it's like rushing around to get him to school. So
2: here's the root of it. I actually just wrote a blog about this,
1: <laughs> about waking up Ayurvedically.
2: Um, and, Giving yourself time to wake up slowly is so underrated and so valuable for our experience. And so, Ayurvedically, it is really nice to wake up with the sun and go to sleep when the sun sets. So, we're working Mm -hmm. with nature rather than against it. Like it's a natural, the light is rising. Um, However, if we wake up and we're immediately called to be at service to something else or someone else, or you know, rushing to get everything put together to go out the door, it's gonna feel awful. Right. Um, I would recommend waking up, you know, earlier. And even if it's like you're groggy, you're fuzzy, whatever, letting yourself wake up slowly at your own pace, whether that means like doing some like self-massage or taking a shower slow or like, you know, meditating and kind of falling asleep and then waking back up luxuriously to then dress, like whatever it is that's gonna feel really good for you letting that process happen slowly and naturally so that by the time you need to give your energy out to your kids your partner whatever you are already set in yourself
1: Mm -hmm.
2: I think that makes a bigger difference in how your day is going to go than necessarily like what the time is that
1: you're waking up Um, falling asleep in my closet is actually not a bad idea <laughs> no. I mean it's it's you know, uh, all of our
2: meditation journeys are different and <laughs> I definitely fell asleep in my meditation for like an entire year. And that was just like a part of the process. Like, <laughs> you know, it's okay. <laughs> um yeah. but yeah, letting it just happen slowly and gracefully and really like I think you know, the pillars of my blog were basically like you want to um get rid of anything from the day before, whether that's energetically or literally like peeing and pooping and like making sure your body's cleared out and then intentionally putting the things that you want into your body, whether that's like with the foods or with the moisturizer or with the intention setting or with movement. And then after that you can go and be out in the world. Um, But making sure you like clear out and then put in (laughs) is really, really important in the morning.
1: I've been asking for a morning ritual. So thank you for being. Yeah, um, check out the blog. Yeah, thank you. <laughs>
0: awesome.
2: Love it's that. Been, like, that's been the biggest help for myself, honestly, is like shifting my morning routine. And like little by little, like I started just by waking up a little earlier. And then I started by bringing in some Abiyanga, bringing in like a hot cup of water, mm. uh, really slowly, just like adding little, little bits. Um, and that's been the thing that's, like, been the most sustaining for me <laughs> yeah. is the morning time.
0: Love that. Yeah, because it's how yeah. you start your day. So it's, like, yeah. the most important time for sure. I like that a lot.
1: It's yeah. funny. My, <laughs>
0: my partner got me this alarm clock that out of nowhere, like, I didn't ask for it or ever express that I wanted it. But when I got it, I was like, okay. It's an alarm clock that um, it's just a light. So it wakes you – it it syncs up with the sun and then it it just like slowly, slowly like turns brighter and brighter so that you're waking up with the sun because we don't get the light in our room. And I was like, "Oh, this yeah. is awesome!" Except at the very end, it goes wah wah wah, and I was like, <laughs> "No." So it was a great idea and concept, but um, ultimately returned it. But hopefully, there's like another one that I can find that doesn't yeah. have that feature because I really liked the. I was like, "Am I going to wake up to a light?" He's like, "Yeah, of course. How do you think people woke? Like, how do you? It w- of course, it wakes you up. Yeah,
1: oh, of um, course. What a yeah. question. Yeah, of course. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> there's that. There's I an app
2: for the the phone thing. that's free that does that."
1: Really? Um, it
2: turns your brightness all the way up and then it turns the flashlight on. I like, wasn't able to wake up with the light. <laughs> unfortunately, um, I think it's my like night, night tables, like lower than my bed, but it did light like half the room fully. Wow. Um, and That's she cool. says like, eventually your body resets to understanding to wake up to light rather than sound. I was mm-hmm. like, that makes sense to me, but you know, you should try it out and let me know if it's effective.
0: <laughs> I will. What's it called? You
2: know, um, that's a really great question. I think okay. it's gentle, <laughs> like Gentle Wake or something like that. Gentle Wake. You could look okay, up on the app store, just like I'll, Wake Up to Light. Yeah.
0: I'll check it out. I'll check yeah. it out. Thank you. Um, yeah. So Haley, so Ambi actually has to go in like ten minutes, and I, I know we started this a little later, so I didn't. I- Go ahead. So I wanted to let you get in. Um, So what are some other things that you think are really important for people listening to know about Ayurveda,
2: especially with the seasons? Yeah. Yeah, totally. So um, each season has its own element as a part of it. And that can cause us to go out of balance with the season. Um, If that's the case, it's really easy to self-regulate. So I'll give a few tips on that but also just know that since we do have the unique elemental makeup, we can fall out of balance. That's not with the season as well. So it's really so much about checking in with yourself, taking time to pause and just notice what you're craving, what doesn't feel good, what your symptoms are, and then, okay, what is this associated with? Um, But just quick, (laughs) we're in the spring season right now, which is like, actually a really difficult season to transition into, especially with our constructed daylight savings time. Um, so spring, we still have this like heavy earth energy, but we also have a little bit of fire coming in a little bit of pizza because we're transitioning into summer. Um, and so Like it really depends on how you're feeling, but a lot of us get colds at this time because we have that excess earth from the winter that's now like heavy with the rain and kind of stuff into the spring. And so like pho is a really good supportive food right now, like a little bit spicier soup that's going to give you some more water to help like clear things out. Also, um, like fresh smoothies and things like that for this season in particular are going to be really helpful, um, for colds and stuff if you're feeling too fiery and you're having more like skin symptoms or like infections or things of that sort, having the supportive kaffa foods, like the good kaffa foods, like avocados, potatoes, bananas, and staying away from the not so great kaffa foods, which are like super oily or like meat dense or um, even like, like French fries wouldn't necessarily be a great kaffa <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> food. Just because like, not that those foods are bad, Um, it's just in this particular season, it can throw you into a cough, a swing too much and you can end up getting like a head cold or stuffiness or something of that sort. Um, as we go into the summer, that's the best season for like the raw foods, like the fresh salads, which we usually go towards anyway, which is just like hilarious and amazing. (laughs) Um, like cucumbers are so cooling. Celery is really great. You know, the fresh, fresh fruits, all of the like, you know, kind of raw whole foods. Um, and a reason that this is so supportive in this season is because it, since it's a pizza season, our digestive fire is really strong and able to break down these raw foods really easily. Mm -hmm. Um, so then as we move into the fall and we start to have more Vata and it's windy and there's a lot of air and space, If we continue eating just like the raw foods and salads and stuff, we can start to get a little anxious, a little depressed, stop absorbing so many micronutrients because the fire is falling and now it's air and space and it's cold. And so our digestion isn't necessarily set up to like take on all of these raw foods in the way that it was in the summer. So naturally, if you notice, we start to go to like pumpkin spice and (laughs) allspice and thyme and these heating herbs, which are really supportive for our digestive system. And that time, as it gets colder, we already bring in like more warming foods, more supportive foods for our bodies. We start to have more squash and pumpkins and earth foods that are going to ground us. Like the fall can also be like the spring and the fall are probably two of the hardest because it's that like transition time, that change, like in the spring, it's so much more with like the physical manifestation of like a cold or allergies or bacteria. And in the fall, it's usually a lot more in the emotional aspects, which Vata Mm -hmm. is related to the nervous system. And we get anxious for the new school year. We can get depressed as the sun starts to not be out so much. Like. I feel like this happens every season and everybody thinks it's like, it's just me, but I'm like, yeah. it's the fall season.
1: It's yeah. okay. Like the fall season you know, gets me hard, man. Yeah. yeah. Fall still, like,
2: continue to support each other and like, know that you don't live in a silo with this, you know? <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Um, human connection is so important in the fall, things like massage and touch and self massage and oils on the body. Like Mm. all of that is really great in the fall, you know, and you wouldn't necessarily want that in the summer because you're going to feel really hot and sticky, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then, um, the winter actually has two, two elemental seasons of it. So the first part of winter is Vata Kapha, which is just very cold (laughs) and, um, a little bit more like dry and cold. And so, again, the same kind of warming foods as the fall um, in the early winter season. And then, um, as it gets into the later winter season where it's mostly just kaffa, then the spicier foods are gonna be good again, rather than like so much like pumpkin and squash and potato, a mm. little bit more like spice and curry. And um, that's
0: what I've been having so it, much of lately curry. <laughs>
2: Yeah, even like well, that's what we're in right now, board. right?
0: Like huh? we're, we're kind of in that phase now. I mean, we just got into spring, but yeah, like,
2: the like late winter right. beginning of spring mm-hmm. is where we are. Mm-hmm. So yeah, curries are going to be good, um, you know. And it all like again, spring is tricky. So like curries would be really good, especially if you're not experiencing any like skin concerns or like acid reflux or you know any of any things that are going to be spicy. Yeah. <laughs> um, And then, yeah, spring and fall are also, like, really good times to detox from the season before since the summer and winter tend to be longer, especially with, like, global warming. (laughs) We hold on to a lot of that, like, stale, heavy kafa energy that sustained us through the winter. And so as you get into the spring, it's really good, like, things like kitchery, which is just lentils and rice with, you know, supportive spices to help, like, detox and reset the body for the next season, Um, and then as we go into the fall, we might be holding on to too much heat from the summer and we're still easy to irritate and a little bit angry, a little bit feisty, you know? And so it's good to do maybe like a little bit more solo time. Swimming is a really supportive summer activity. Um, checking in with your own energy, um, in the fall and just like kind of grounding and settling from all of the like summer craziness and activities. Yeah. So yeah, Yeah. super brief overview (laughs) of all the seasons.
1: Thank you. So (laughs) I'm so sorry, but thank you so much for thank you for Yeah. yeah,
0: Thank you for (laughs) speeding that up for us. And I was just thinking, one, like we will have to have you on again if you want to go more in depth with these yes. things because
2: yes. I think I can – actually just talked about food and there's so much more to eat. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. I feel
0: like there's so much more we could talk about and it's so interesting. Like I don't know about you, Ambi, but I'm super yeah, interested. Yeah, I could
1: listen to you all day. Totally. Just listen. And, and just like go ahead.
0: Yeah. And I was also thinking maybe it would be fun if you're up for it for uh, Haley to take over our Facebook Live like one Ooh. Wednesday like we've been doing if you're Ooh. interested, Haley, and you can um, – like our listeners can ask you questions and kind of get to know you a little better, and you can just yeah. kind of like give little yeah. mini uh, advice or whatever. And it, like that's something that we love to do with people and give them access to our audience and have them interact in like a more uh, a more interactive way. So.
2: Yeah, that would be totally awesome. <laughs> cool.
0: Okay, yeah, cool. let's plan for that. So everybody, like, list if you're <clears> interested <throat> in what's going on here, then watch out for um, Haley to be on our Facebook Live. And Haley, why don't you just before we go, um, just drop, like, where can people find you?
2: Yeah, so on Instagram, it's Healing Haley, but it's H-A-Y-L-E-E, super phonetic. Mm-hmm. Um and then that's also my website healinghayley.com and all my info's on there there's a little bit more about ayurveda you can find my blogs on there and you can also book with me if you're interested in knowing your own unique makeup and how that is relating to all of our seasons in your life <laughs>
0: yeah that's super exciting. super interesting yeah we will put your links in our show notes so people can click cool. on there Um, And yeah, and hopefully we'll be doing this again soon. Um, Haley, thank you so much for coming on and sharing all your wisdom with us. It was super interesting. (laughs) And uh, yeah, let's do this again.
2: (laughs) Yay, thanks for having me.